Hello and welcome to Sports Girls Podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. Lots happening in sport at the moment, but we'll concentrate on Gaelic games. And on the show this evening, we have reaction from Fermanagh's win over Limerick in the All-Ireland Ladies Junior Semi-Final and also from Leisha's extra-time win over Clare in the All-Ireland Ladies Intermediate Semi-Final. We also hear from Dublin Camogie selector Colm Codd ahead of their All-Ireland Senior Quarter-Final clash with 2020 champions Kilkenny. So we look back at the weekend's results and starting with the TG Cahar All-Ireland Ladies Senior Quarter-Finals Dublin 1-7, Donegal 3-7. A massive result there for Maxi Curran's side as the Leinster champions and last year's beaten finalists are out. Cork 17 points, Mayo 2-13, so an excellent two-point win for Mayo. Armagh 2-14, Kerry 4-12. Louise Nimora-Hartig in fantastic form there for Kerry as they boot their place in the last four. And Meath 1-12, Galway 1-11. Emma Duggan with the last gas point to help the reigning champions advance to the semi-finals. In the relegation playoff, Monaghan 6 points, Waterford 3-12. Waterford retain their senior status for next year and Monaghan are relegated to the Intermediate Championship. In the Intermediate Championship semi-finals, Roscommon 1-9, Wexford 6-11. So last year's beaten finalists are back in the final. Clare 2-19, Leash 2-21. After extra time and a fantastic game of football played in intense heat, so great credit to both teams. And after the game, I spoke to Leash goalkeeper Eamor Barry and manager Donny Brennan. Donny Brennan, how is your heart now after that? Oh, she look at mixed emotions, I suppose. Just delighted to get over the line, I suppose. It could have went either way. Um, I, I think that was an advocate for ladies football, if there was ever one. Um, you know, and out harping on too much about it, like, this game, in, in, in if I was from Kildum, I'd be, I'd be very proud of the facilities here. But look, at this game is not... This is not a county grounds where an All-Ireland semi-final should be. And, and to put on a game of football like that, you know, it should be on somewhere in, in a county grounds where, you know, if this was my first time to go to a, a ladies' football match, you know, for an All-Ireland semi-final, I'd expect the grounds, I'd expect the girls, they clear go out today. You know, this game should have been in a, in a, in a really good environment. Um, and look at all... I'm stuck for words as well, but I, I, my heart goes out to Clare because I know the way we'd be feeling if we had to lose that match. And we had the experience of this last year, and I think it stood to the girls as well. We went out without giving our performance in our Ireland semi-final last year, and we were we were dead set that that wouldn't happen this year. And I think even if we were bet today, we couldn't ask for any more. They left everything on the pitch. The game in normal time, it looked as if it was going your way, but you always knew Clare were going to come back into it. Extra time came and I thought, is this going to be deja vu with the Wexford game in Leinster that you were going to just lose it in extra time? But by gosh, your girls grinded out that win. Yeah, and I'll be honest, we, we, we said a couple of times on the line, Jesus, will we do it? Will we, will we? Is it going to be deja vu? And I think they, they answered that emphatically. Forwards always get the credit. And Mo Nerny, how many times under pressure with those kicks out there? She was just immense. Yeah. And there's more than more, you know, but I, I will say when we struggled there at times, you know, she was the go-to player. She was the player that the girls looked at and she delivered and she delivered in spades, you know. But I, I didn't expect any different. The next day it could be Emma, it could be Aaron, it could be Ava, it could be Sarah Ann, 
could be Laura Marie. Last year we were very reliant on, on more for scores. Yeah. This year we have a huge spread of scores. I suppose she got more room today because Claire had to keep an eye on Laura Marie and Aaron and Emma and Sarah Ann and Ava starting off. So she got that room where yeah. she wasn't getting in the latter stages of last year's championship. But look, we're, we're just happy and, and that's what we expect from Mo. That's what we expect <laughs> if Emma gets them chances the next day, she'll get them. And I thought Emma was very good as well, showing for the ball, winning every ball. Do you know... Uh, who, who wasn't good, I suppose? I was going to say that because we're going to start with Emer in the goals. Yeah. She pulled off some fantastic saves. Yeah. And look, at we were shaky there at times, do you know? Uh, Claire definitely could have had a goal or two or three more. And look, at that was the way the game was going. But we were hanging in there and when we get the ball up front, we were cutting through them, but we just weren't getting the ball up there enough. And I think... I don't know what the stats are anything like that, but I'd say Claire dominated it for long periods. And... When we were getting the chances, we were taking them today. At full time, when you went into the dressing room, I asked the subs afterwards, how was Donny? And they said you were relaxed. Were you relaxed? I was relaxed after the match, I was. I was, I was trying to make sure that we were, we were cool and calm. I wasn't happy at half-time, I'll be honest. I felt that we were leaving too much on the pitch and we had an experience last year in an All-Ireland semi-final where I felt we didn't leave everything on the pitch and I was... I was just didn't want, I wanted them to do themselves justice in the second half. And they did, they did, you know. And Claire are very good, you know. I know Claire might have dominated for stages in the second half as well. But no matter who Claire play, they're going, they are going to cause them problems and dominate as well. You yeah, know? you mentioned last year and the hurt of last year. I'd say that's what helped you through those last five minutes. Yeah, and, and even this year's experiences from playing in Division 2 and the hurt of a drubbing against our man, a drubbing against Kerry. Do you know, the girls are, are used to bad defeats and bad feelings and I suppose you know when we needed it they didn't they didn't want to go down today and look at the, that's the character in the team like even last year we played a league semi-final against uh, against Roscommon we were seven points down for the last water break when they were with Covid and we turned it around we were down the stages against Kildare last year for long periods we turned it around in two or three matches against them so the character is there you know but I would question I was questioning Myself, I suppose, um, are we going to get over the line? Do we have the courage to get over the line? When we lost to Wexford in a, in a semi-final in the Leinster and a semi-final last year, but look who's going to face us again, um, Wexford again, you know, and, and, and we'll have our work cut out for us there again. That's it. And the first final for a county like Leeds, it's yeah. your first final since 2000. Yeah. And look at I, I suppose I don't have the history of the ladies as much as other people would have. I, I really only got involved the last three, four, five years, you know, going to the... I was supporting me, me niece there. Um, she started playing with Tim O'Hoe seniors, and I got drawn in to go into a few matches, and I ended up Leash Ladies manager. And look at, I suppose there, I, all I can say was with this group of players, it won't be another twenty till the next final, hopefully. And as you mentioned, your old uh, friends, foes, neighbours, Wexford. Yeah, and we're going to enjoy tonight, and we'll worry about Wexford tomorrow. Emer Barry, you had a great vantage point for those last five minutes. You were able to watch Mo do the business fantastic win and really when the chips were down you showed real heart and determination yeah I suppose um, Mo has always been a, a, an ever scorer for us and she's always the one that you want at the end of the ball um, and she really showed her true colours there for us today um, she got some fantastic scores so yeah I, all I I just wanted him to go over. I thought, you know, this year is always, and Donny is always stressed about hard work and determination. And, you know, it came through us in the end. We've, we've worked really, really hard since last November. And, you know, we just got over the line today. And fair credit to Claire, like, they, they really tested us.
thing about it is more when obviously Aaron and the girls will always get credit but you pulled off a number of terrific saves as well yourself so you played a big part in this win yeah, I suppose the goalkeeper always nearly doesn't get any credit at all. I'm part um, of the goalkeeper's Yeah, know. yeah. Um, but look, I don't mind the attention being on, on Mo and Emma and Aaron because, you know, really when the chips are down, they showed up for us today. And if I can block a few balls or get in the way of a few misses, well, look, that's my job. And that, everybody's job, all the girls know that. Look, everybody has their job and it's a real team performance. And, you know, it boils down to everybody. And if we don't work as a team play as a team really we're, 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 we're not going to get through at the day, end of the day You're one of the we'll invert to comments the more <laughs> experienced players 2000 was the last time the leash actually got to an intermediate final it's, it's amazing to think that Yeah it is because I suppose we would always have considered leash you know to be quite a strong football in county like it, it, and in the ladies terms like you know and um, yeah that's a long time for leash not to be in Crow Park and there was years there, you know, where in from maybe 2008 to 2011, we were battling away with, with Cork. And, you know, we nearly got to an Ireland in 2010 after extra time with Dublin, you know. So I suppose we're back where hopefully we belong. And, you know, we view ourselves as a, a, a top tier team. But you don't get there without hard work. And, you know, we've put in a lot of that this year. But whoever we meet in the final... I suppose we're just going to have to pull out another performance like we did today. It's going to be your old friends and foes, Wexford. So, two of you know each other so well, and nothing between us. No, absolutely nothing between us. And I suppose Wexford would probably be favourites going into that. They have uh, bet us twice um, in the last year. And, um, you know, it'll be another good battle again. Two teams that know each other well. But, um, you know, finals are there to be won. That's exactly it, and form goes out the window because you defeated Clare earlier on by five points this year and it looked as if you were going to repeat that score and then what happened, they came back into the game. Yeah, look, uh, Clare were missing Nevo D that day and that was earlier on in the year. Both teams were probably training hard. Our team that day was probably a lot different to the team that togged out today. Um, but we knew that Clare were going to bring an almighty test for us today because we're both similar in styles. Um, unfortunately for me, we're very attack-minded and so are Clare. So I knew that it was going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, but, you know, it's just it's so tight in the top tier of the intermediate. I don't think in the top maybe five or six teams, there's, there's nothing between any of us. Like, you know, and I know some teams can maybe defeat other teams by seven or eight points in certain days, but there's nothing between any of, of the teams. You, I suppose we'll look forward to sitting down and watching back this game. But as a neutral, as someone who is here who loves lady football, credit to both teams for the show you put on today. Yeah, it's a fantastic um, um, display for, for the ladies' games. And I think, you know, the intermediate level is very attack-minded. Yeah. Uh, recently, I suppose, in recent years, the, the senior this year probably is a little bit more defence-minded. You see some scores yesterday were maybe only four, two yeah. at half-time. You'll never get that in the intermediate. Um, so... Yeah, a fair like Claire, Claire are a fantastic team, and I know they're there thereabouts for the last five, six years. And um, you know, I, I feel for them today, but <laughs> I'm very happy at the same time.
Exactly. Great support here as well for yourselves. Fantastic. Look, there's always a fantastic sport. We have had always a great support throughout the year. Leash, you know, is a strong footballing county um, in certain areas. And um, we have had fantastic support. And no doubt we'll have a similar kind of support um, in Crow Park, hopefully. Showing the men how to do it, is that it? <laughs> as always. In the Junior Championship semi-finals, Antrim 3-18, Carlow 13 points. So Antrim are back in another All-Ireland final. Fermanagh 7-9, Limerick 3-12. Fermanagh, who are relegated from the intermediate last year, are in the final. And after that game, I got reaction from star forward Emer Smith and coach Kiva Morgan. Kiva Morgan, you're on the other side of the line. Sometimes... Do you going over the line there as a water girl now, stroke coach? What's it like though to be on that side and just seeing your girls book a place in the All Ireland final? Look, we've worked on this since November, and that's what I said to the girls before we went out here. This isn't just you know a month of work, you know. It's it's blood, sweat and tears and I mean we have a panel of girls there that have worked so so hard and they deserve this but all you want for your team is that they go out and perform on the day that's all you can ask and I'm so proud of them because they did that today Six points down and Limerick looked so good but the girls clawed their way back in and think then when they got in control of the game they just held on to it I think that's probably something we've lacked going through the year and I mean we've worked on it it's character you know you need to show character you need to stand up and there needs to be leaders and we grind it out and I mean that's the ethos that James puts into every team because I know it I've been there with him and I mean I just said to the girls at half time if you work harder than your opponent good will win out so and that's what they did and the thing about it is, just when you thought they were going to make some sort of a comeback, you've got goals at crucial times. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you've Emer Smith and Blahim Bogue there, you know, they're dangerous, you know, and, and Limerick were having to put two people on them at times, and that restricts, you know, Limerick's options moving forward. But, you know, we said to them, you have to be clinical. You know, we weren't clinical when we played Limerick in the semi final of the league, and we changed that, and we knew we knew how to set ourselves up better, and I suppose everything's a learning curve, isn't it? Like, so, and we're just happy that the girls took on board what they were supposed to do and, and acted it out today. Mr. Daly, you mentioned you played under James when he asked you to get involved I'd say you jumped at it uh, James could sell snow to the Eskimos so at the start you know all this I don't have the time you know, I've got kids blah 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 all this kind of stuff but look you know he's a, he, yeah but he's a great mentor and I'm delighted that he asked me to come on board and that said an awful lot and I've learned so so much it's Antrim now in the final you know each other so well yeah we do look we both know each other so so well both teams have improved. Um, look, we'll just go back to the drawing board here and you know get our tactics right and our matchups right. And I think that's what helped us today so much more than when we played Limerick beforehand. And as I've said, look, you just got to work harder than the other team. It's as simple as that. The weather, the heat. I can only imagine what those players went through out there. But to keep that intensity for so long. Yeah, well, look, they're used to intense training sessions, but I suppose the heat brings a whole different element. And I think James Daly intense training sessions never. <laughs> yeah, look, and I mean the girls have been preparing all week. You know they've been hydrating. They're real professional girls. They'll do everything you ask them to do. We have a great physio in there, and Shannon and Ryan. And I mean, look, I can't ask any more of them. Like I am baked in this heat, you know. But I don't know how they've done that. But it shows character. You look though as if you have played sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm looking at my watch here, and I have twenty six minutes of exercise done here. Look, I suppose that's just the way everyone develops their own role as a coach and I kind of like running up on the sideline side because you feel like you can contribute and help. So, yeah, like my heart rate's probably through the roof. I remember talking to you years ago and you were saying that about the coaching side of things and I suppose it's great for you to get away from your own county as well. Oh, yeah, it's really important. Like, I still have three sisters that play for Armagh and I'm very invested in them but I do think, you know, whereas I would think I would love to manage Armagh someday, I don't know if I will ever learn enough to do that but you need to go away, you do. And you need to get the buzz for it and the love for it and it might be difficult to do it in your own county because there's so much expected of you but here is lovely so I can learn and build and hopefully someday I'll make a good coach. And the thing about it is 
you have a great mentor yeah. in him. And I tell you, you're just as animated as him on the sideline. I think I'm worse now. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, it just shows the passion that we have. And I mean, like I knew from playing under James, you know, he instills something that is amazing, you know, about our games. And he's a real passionate ladies Gaelic football man. And he fights for you as a footballer. And that's what I love about him, yeah. You played in Crow Park, now you're part of a management team going to Crow Park. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think about that because I never try to think about the next sta- stage because you just don't know what's going to happen. Like you saw yesterday with all the ladies' games, you know, like you just don't know. So I'll hopefully sit back and reflect now and think about that. But look, I'm blessed to be here where I am and I can't believe I'm going back to Crow Park. Emer, last year you suffered the disappointment of getting relegated oh, to the intermediate. Was the aim this year to try and get back into a junior final? Yeah, it was I doubt. I think we're in probably a phase of rebuilding, some people probably think. Um, but of course, you want to bounce back. Um, and thankfully, James and Kiva and Ryan have come in and we've been able to get a structure in place. And I think we've already responded to that well. And yeah, we've, we're delighted now to be back in the final. Yeah, you mentioned rebuilding and I would have seen some of your games last year. I'm from Longford, so we defeated you in the final. But not new faces, you know, obviously yourself, so there and blind, but there's new faces in there. Yeah, without doubt. And I think them girls can play football as well. Like, there's, that's definitely not um, out of the question. Like, so, look, I suppose probably a lot of the girls haven't played in, the, in Coop Park before, so that'll be a great experience for them. Um, and look, we can't, can't wait to experience that with the, with the new girls. You mentioned your management team, James Daly, been there, done that. But you also have a player like Kiva Morgan in there. Yeah, definitely. I suppose James brings that experience and Kiva has bucket loads of it as well. So it's, she's always great for a piece of advice, just even a quick word before the game um, and just constant communication. Um, yeah, so it's great having those two in with bags and bags of experience. Would you, as a player, you know, talk to Kiva? Yeah, I suppose I probably would have asked Kiva what does she hate in a forward, um, obviously an all-star defender. like So just picking up wee different snippets, um, anything to improve yourself. You made a slow start to the game, but once you got into your stride, that was it. Yeah, I suppose we'd probably be disappointed um, with with the start that we had. I think they got up 1-3 within the first five minutes, so like, we'll definitely we'll ta- take that and work on, uh, work on that coming into the final as well. But yeah, once we hit our stride, I think we know we can play we can play very well when we do that um, so yeah look we, we have things to work on definitely thing about it is as well when Limerick were making that bit of a comeback you hit them with goals yeah I suppose whenever they were pushing up I suppose it probably left a lot of space for us at the forward line um, so yeah thankfully we were able to take advantage of that and kind of put the, be- put the, put the game to bed you have a bottle of water in your hand what was it like playing out there? Yeah, it was it was very warm. Like um, I suppose we kind of knew that the weather forecast was given that. Um, so look, we prepared well. We all hydrated, you know, getting the gels and stuff, our sugars in. Um, but yeah, no, thankfully, like we've got it in our legs as well of all the training that we've been doing. Um, so yeah, look, it was warm, but it was warm for both teams. I was going to say that great credit to both yourselves and Limerick for serving up a great game of football in that heat. Yeah, without doubt, I suppose Limerick really, really brought it to us as well. Um, so credit to them as well. Look, it was. It was a very competitive, I'm sure it was an exciting game as well, so yeah. We'll call them friends or maybe foes, and from now in the final, you know too much about them. Yeah, I suppose we played them in the Ulster finals, so I suppose they got one up on us there. Um, so yeah, no, we know Antrim pretty well and they'll know us well, so it'll be an interesting contest.
And it's going to be in Crow Park as well because um, when you won the last time it was in Parnell Park. No disrespect to Parnell Park, but as a footballer, you like to run it in Croker. Yeah, without doubt, I think it's going to be a, um, a great occasion. Hopefully, we can get a bit of support up um, to support the girls. Um, so yeah, definitely looking forward to it. What's it like now, the build-up to an All-Ireland final? It was just keeping it, keeping your head down and working hard. I suppose it's at the end of the day, as cliche as it is, it's another game of football, so we'll be getting our heads down. Yourself as a player, they had to have two defenders back on you. You are one of the best forwards that ladies football have produced, but you kind of just seem to be so water off a duck's back. I suppose I just work hard, like anything that I can just help the team with and willing to do. Um, yeah, I know it's. I love playing football, so anytime I can get out to weather like this, it's it's a dream. Like. I suppose for yourself as well, when you're enjoying your football and things are going well. That's the main thing for yourself. Yeah, without doubt. I suppose when you're happy off the pitch, you're happy playing on the pitch. So, yeah, look, it's great. I'm really enjoying my football. I'm really enjoying playing with this team. This weekend in the TG Carroll Ireland Senior Ladies Championship semi-finals, both games are in Crow Park on Saturday. At 2pm, it's Kerry versus Mio, while at 4pm, Meath take on Donegal. And before we move on to Camogie, I said I'd give the Longford Miners a mention. So I just want to say congratulations to the girls that defeated Dublin last Wednesday night to claim the Leinster Minor B title. And the under-16s are in the All-Ireland C final tomorrow night. They take on Armagh. Great strides have been made with underage football in the county, so it's great to see. So in the Glendimplex All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie quarter-finals, Derry won 23, Dublin won 10 and Kerry won 7, Meath 227. And this weekend in the All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie Relegation Final, Kildare take on Leash in Moneygall GA Club at 1pm on Saturday. And in the Senior Relegation Final, this game is also in Moneygall at 3pm. It's Clare up against Offaly. In the Senior Quarterfinals, both these games at Semple Stadium. At 3.15, it's Limerick up against Waterford. And at half five, Dublin play Kilkenny. And I spoke to Dublin selector Colm Codd about this game. Colm, great strides we made with Dublin and the Camogie. And you're now looking forward to a quarterfinal clash with Kilkenny. Yes, we are. It's been, I suppose, a great season so far. Um, if you kind of asked us, I suppose, at the beginning of the season, you know, you're in a quarterfinal of uh, All-Ireland Championship against Kilkenny, we'd be absolutely delighted and... You know, the girls have performed extremely well and they're, they're like sponges. They basically take in absolutely everything that we, we talk to them about and, uh, everything that we do in training and, you know, the performances so far in the season have been down to them and down to the effort that they've put in. At the start of the year, did you set a target or was it a case of when the championship comes along, take it every game as it comes? We use the league to really try and get into our rhythm and get into a form, a style of play and, and try and, you know, I suppose progress really from last year and, you know, definitely I suppose there was a bit of a focus on the championship in terms of making sure that we were we were ready for that and um, we wanted to make sure like from all aspects, from a kind of a nutritional point of view, from an S&C point of view, from a tactical point of view skills point of view, that we were ready I suppose for a championship and we um, have progressed I suppose maybe even more so than we taught ourselves but there was definitely a plan there to try and focus on being ready for a championship and I think you can see from some of the performances there like with wins over Watford and yeah. Wexford you know that we that has come to the fore and we're absolutely delighted. Yeah I was actually going to say that to you 
that win against Waterford in your first game, you know, it's always so important to have a good start to any championship, to actually go out that day and beat a team like Waterford. Every team needs a little bit of momentum and we had focus on the first game to try and get that win because that gives you uh, a momentum, as I said, and gives you, sets the tone for the rest of the championship. And like, it was a very difficult game. Uh, I mean, down in Waterford against a very good team. I mean, Waterford, uh, you know, have, have been there, thereabouts and are in the other quarterfinal now this year. And, you know, it was something that we really kind of, I suppose, wanted to get over the line on. And, you know, for anyone that was there, it was a battle on the day. There was no doubt about it. And we were lucky really to come out on the right side of us. But again, the girls put in the effort and deserved to win on the day. And then when you look at your last game, isn't it amazing how well you started and then how well you ended with a fantastic win away to Exford? That's right. Yeah, I mean, with four or five minutes gone down in uh, Belfield, you probably wouldn't have gave us a chance because uh, Wexford had 2-1 scored on us in, in a few minutes. But uh, I think the experience of the previous matches with you know some very tough games against the likes of Cork and, mm. and Prairie and so on, it gave us that little bit of belief and no panic. And we kind of held our, I suppose, shape in the first half and then kind of made a couple of tactical changes for the second half. And that's what paid dividends for us and you know we were we were probably a little bit better than Wexford on the day and got some goals that they didn't get and you know we were delighted to come out of that group with, with such a substantial win because it's it's puts us in a very good position now heading into the Kilkenny match. Yeah, because you look at the teams in that, you know, obviously Cork as well, Tipperary, Clare, your only defeat was to Cork. But in a game like that you learn so much, don't you? You do, you do, and you know, in the game that we played Cork, it was uh, a kind of an extraordinary game in that they started off extremely well. We then kind of got a run on them for a few minutes where I think we got seven points up with maybe five or ten minutes into the second half. But of course, champions that they are, they, you know, change their style and, and knuckle down to kind of really some of their big players come into the, came to the fore and they got scores, you know, four or five points maybe in a row. Possibly even against the run of play, and they just powered on and and were able to win that game. And I suppose while we were disappointed, we were delighted mm. once we reflected on the performance. It's going to take a good team to kind of beat them. They will be there or thereabouts this year. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're kind of looking still at go with the All Ireland champions, and yeah. then so. obviously the champions from a couple of years ago, Kilkenny. You know what Kilkenny are about. Are you kind of disappointed in some ways that after the win against Wexford, that the, I know you kind of have to have a break, but the game wasn't the week after kind of bring that momentum, or are you happy enough to have the bit of a gap? It really depends, I suppose, on on how the team is going and and how people plan for games and so on and so on. I mean, we we had, did have two weeks break during the actual championship itself, so the group game, so we kind of had, if you like, determined what our rhythm was for both a one-week break and a two-week break. So we're, we're happy enough. It gives, it gives us a chance to consolidate, I suppose, this week in terms of what we're going to do tactically and so on. And then we're, we're getting ready for the game with a complete focus on Saturday in Semple Stadium, you know. And the great thing about it is the coverage that they're getting, even having a launch for the quarterfinals and getting the players out there and, and getting to know the players and know the teams. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's, it's probably, I would be relatively new, I suppose, to the coaching, mm. the selecting and the commodity scene. And I suppose it's one of the things when I came in, I began to realize that the coverage wasn't there yeah. and that, you know, over the last, 
I suppose, few months even, and particularly in the last couple of weeks, it's began to get more coverage and with, with both games being televised live for the quarterfinals on the Saturday, including our own game, like, it's fantastic. And we saw the launch there across the media in the last few days with our, with our own captain Hannah involved yeah. and so on. And like, that's a great boost. It's a great boost for the players, for their families, for the clubs, for, for everybody that's involved, like across the Camogie Association, but also across Dublin. And, um, I think there'll be a lot more people tuning in because it's on TV and, um, hopefully that continues. I was actually going to ask you, how did you get involved? I know Sully. Adrian O'Sullivan, the manager of Dublin. So he's one of those guys that can kind of persuade you to do something. Did you need a lot of persuading or did you jump at the chance or what? Uh, I, I suppose I did jump at the chance a little bit. I mm. had been involved myself in, uh, I suppose, with Dublin GA, with the kind of development squads and mm. stuff uh, for Dublin GA for the last number of years. And I had met Adrian last year um, just through some of the games and through uh, contact uh, Kevin Broderick, who was involved, and people might know involved with the Dublin Camogie yeah. Association. And from that, Adrian rang me up and I, you know, said, would look, would you come on in and, and so on. And to be honest, while I, I might have hummed and hawed him on the phone for a couple of times, I, in the back of my head, I was jumping at the yeah. opportunity because I just felt he had a good reputation and, you know, he had achieved a lot, particularly down in UL. And, you know, he would say he's been with some of the, um, intercounty men's teams as well and so on. And like, it, it was a great, great opportunity. And, you know, I'm delighted, absolutely delighted to be involved. And, you know, I think the whole management team there has clicked. And, you know, there's really a good sense of, you know, both urgency in terms, of, in terms of trying to achieve something, camaraderie in terms of when we, things don't go right, that we, we knuckle down and just go again. And, you know, it's, um, I'm delighted, absolutely delighted to be there. That's a big thing. It's grand getting your team all sorted and getting your one to 15 and your subs and all that. But you have to work as a team, the backroom, the management. If you don't work as a team, then things are not going to show on the, on the field of play. No, that's right. And look, there's, you know, there's been examples all over for years of where it hasn't worked. Yeah. And in particular, I, I think the team that's there at the moment for, for this, for the Dublin uh, Camogie is working well together. And I suppose it's not just purely about everyone being nice to each other. You have to challenge and you have to be able to have some difficult conversations with each other and as a group to understand, you know, what's going wrong, what needs to be improved, you know, and so on and right now that is working well and you know we we might have arguments about selection about game plans about tactics and so on but the minute we put our foot across the dressing room door or across the line we're there together and it's it's all about you know our performance as adrian says the outcome will come you, you might just meet a better team on a particular yeah. day but it's about our team performing the way we can and we've been extremely lucky with the way that the, the girls have just uh, done that this year both in league and championship it's funny the way you're saying that and I'm thinking back to a, a dub when Jack Sheedy was manager of my county Longford. I remember before Longford played Derry and they feasted him in the qualifiers. He said to me, if we can get our performance right, the result will take care of itself. So Sully basically has that kind of way of going on too. Yeah, it is. And it, it's, it's, it, I would say it's across the team. It's mm. across the backroom team. I, you know, um, as you know, I, one of my t- big things in coaching is consistency. Mm-hmm. My belief is that if you can get players individually and team tactics to be consistent, then you know what you get every day. Yeah. And therefore, in that 
you know, in that particular case, as Sully said, our view, our objective is when the girls go out on the pitch, the players go on the pitch, that they give us what they gave us last week and the week before with a little bit of extra. And that's the performance. And you know what? Some days we'll meet yeah. a car that will give us, you know, beat us by six or seven in the second half. But we've given it our all. And, you know, we've stepped over the line disappointed. But not, not uh, to the, to, you know, knowing that everyone has put in their best. And we, we, we gather and we go again. And, and that's throughout the team, throughout the management team. You know, it's something that we, we will be very happy with regardless of how the outcomes go. Anyone who doesn't really know Camogie or would kind of know the counties might know that Dublin are actually second behind um, Cork for the amount of titles that they've won. Cork have 28 and Dublin have 26. But it's been so long since Dublin last uh, won the O'Duffy Cup. I know this year it mightn't happen for you, but are you and that team looking at hopefully this team progressing and maybe getting back to those heights? I, w- I wouldn't say we're focused on that. I suppose we're very conscious mm. of it and we're very conscious of, I didn't myself realise, you know, that when we went into Crow Park this year with the, with the team, that it was such First a long time, time yeah. since yeah, the Dublin Camogie team had played there. And yeah. like that was a complete revelation to me. So it's not something that we're focused on, but we do realise that there is quite a heritage of Camogie, um, you know, success there. And I think, you know, both the players and management are driving on for the current season and so on but it would be fantastic to see this team and and the players and Dublin Camogie over the next two years being competitive every year and being getting back up there getting back to win Leinster's getting back to winning all Ireland's like that would be a huge achievement I think you know the same as you know any elephant Mm. you have to eat it in small bites and you know we started off this year with, with objectives for the league going being ready for the championship and here we are out of the group heading to a quarter-final yeah. and, you know, we, we'll drive on. We talked about the management team and the backroom team, but um, I suppose I will have to give him a shout-out. The man that feeds you, Fergus McNally. He was kit man at Longford Town and I know Fergus very well. So, it obviously, you know, the food pays a big part in the way the girls are performing. It certainly does. It certainly does. And, like, being involved in other teams and other setups, and even in subs, like, the food quality, the variety, the effort that goes into it is a, an indicator of how well the players are treated and even the management are treated by the associations and so on and so on. And in this particular case, Berg is one of those men that puts in the effort and he, you know, the, the food is excellent, the quality is excellent, the, the timing is excellent. You know, it's just one of those things that you have to get right. And, you know, I always say simple things are what, you know, make people unhappy it's not the big things it's five six or seven small things and food is one of those kit is another one you know and all of those things have to be right and if those simple things are right everyone then has an opportunity so yeah Fergus has been feeding us and he's uh, I think I've put on a half a stone since (laughs) he started so that'll have to be dropped off now uh, in the, the, the run into Christmas you know and it's lucky now that he's a break from the soccer so he can uh, he can help you now. You mentioned Crow Park and Dublin playing there. But after Croker, the next place that people 
especially hurlers, want to play in is Semple Stadium. So that's where your quarterfinal is going to be. I only spoke to someone today about the game just as a side conversation. And when I said it was in Semple Stadium, they were rubbing their hands and going, oh, I love Semple yeah. Stadium. They've been at loads of matches. I think they even went out as a player themselves on it. So absolutely, it's it's kind of one of those meccas that you want to play in. And uh, I was down there at the Dublin Tipperary match earlier in the year. And like, it's such a fantastic stadium. Uh, it's got, it's wide. The surface is perfect. It's one of those places that every hurler wants to yeah. play on. And I think, you know, We've been in some great locations this year for games, um, you know, including Crow Park. And I think the girls are, are, are absolutely salivating to get out there and, and to be able to show what they can do. Um, and as, as you mentioned earlier, particularly when it's on TV. So lots of sport on in the coming days. Before I go, I'll have to give a mention to Westmeath. Sports Talks, Tom Brown is a proud Westmeath man and he was in Crow Park on Saturday to see them lift the inaugural Talchin Cup it had been a tough week for Tom and his club Maryland after the loss to good friend Oni Farrell and we send our sympathies to Oni's family and we also think of all the Gales who have passed away recently. And finally, I just would like to thank our sponsors, Medell Healthcare. So until next week, it's on the board.